Hi, I'm Sherry Todd, a former DJ, now podcaster. Every week, I hope to take you on an adventure that informs, inspires, and starts conversations. I want to get honest, and I want to get to the heart of life and love. There's going to be good days, bad days, good shows, bad shows. And just like life, we have to figure it out. And I want to figure it out loud. Welcome to Sherry. If you're a survivor of any kind of abuse, whether it's sexual, physical, or mental, as a child or adult, does confronting the abuser help with healing? Well, if you've been a follower of Sherapy, you know I'm a survivor of child sexual abuse. I was abused from age 6 to 11 by my stepfather, Jack, and dealing with the effects has been a long journey for me. In the late 80s, when I found out he was dying from throat cancer, I remember thinking, karma... You see, Jack's voice was very intimidating and loud. He used his voice to manipulate, to inflict fear and pain, and that was now taken from him. He could only communicate through pen and paper and a voice box. I had no pity for him. In fact, I hope it was a great source of frustration for him. I hope he was inconvenienced and pissed off every day. One day in the early 90s, my mom called me and told me he didn't have long to live. My mom always kept me updated. I always wondered why she felt the need to let me know. Anyway, I thought to myself, I wasn't going to let Jack die without knowing how his abuse had affected my life. So I wrote a letter. My goal was to rip him apart, and that's how the letter started out. But towards the end, surprisingly, I found myself forgiving him and then ended up by feeling sorry for him. After I finished writing it, I reread it numerous times, and I felt a sense of calm and relief, like a weight was lifted. And I thought, do I really need to send it now? I had read somewhere that sometimes putting your feelings down on paper, then throwing them away, was a way of healing. And except for the throwing away part, it was pretty healing for me. After I forgave him, my anger seemed to disappear. Yeah, I still hate the man, not for only what he did to me, but to all the others I love. But it just didn't seem to matter anymore. But I deep down felt he still needed to know what his actions did to me. So I mailed the letter. I sent a copy to my stepbrother, Jack's son. To escape Jack's abuse, he had run away from home as a teenager, and we have always kept in contact. He is my brother, after all, another survivor from our childhood war. I have always trusted him to tell me the truth, no matter what. So I asked what he thought of the letter, and he said it was harsh, but true. A few weeks later, I called and I asked if he had heard from Jack, and he said yes. I asked him if Jack had read the letter. He said yes. I asked, what did Jack say? And he said, well, Jack said, what can I say? Really, what can I say? Yeah, an asshole up to the end. It was right there and there. I thought to myself, I'm never going to think about this or this man again. The day my mom called to tell me Jack had died, I felt nothing, but I was glad I didn't have any regrets. I was happy I mailed that letter. Fifteen years later, I'm living in Ohio and having lunch with my stepsister, Jack's daughter, who also ran away as a young girl to escape his abuse. I really don't remember what led up to it, but I was talking about her dad and how the letter I wrote him was healing when she abruptly interrupted and told me, Jack never got the letter. I sat there not knowing how to feel. I said, how do you know? And she told me how Jack's wife or girlfriend, not sure what she was, had gotten the letter, opened it, read it, 
then called my stepbrother to ask him if it was true. He told her yes, and then she told him she could not give Jack the letter in his condition. My stepsister then told me how my stepbrother had called her and my other sister with the news, and the three of them decided not to tell me for fear how I'd react. And they had felt it was better that I believed he got the letter along with the closure it came with. You'd think I'd be angry, but I wasn't. Sure, I had thoughts what it would be like to hear Jack apologize and feel regret and shame, or how the letter just broke him. But those were just crazy fantasies, and honestly, I don't think it would have changed anything, but maybe not knowing the truth had helped me move forward with healing. And maybe knowing he had never gotten the letter might have sent me into a depression or a rage that may have destroyed me. Who knows for sure. But the reality was I had made my peace before I mailed the letter. I had forgiven Jack for me. And at this point in my life, I had come so far and it didn't really matter anymore. I needed to take care of the present. The past was done and over and I was moving on. But ironically, that long kept secret ended up helping me. It helped me solve a mystery. You see, a few weeks after Jack died, I received an envelope addressed to a wrongly spelled Sherry and in Jack's last name. Now, everyone spells my name wrong, and I'm used to that. But anybody who knows me knows I haven't gone by that last name since the sixth grade. I was surprised to see it addressed to someone who didn't exist anymore. There was no return address. It was postmarked Burbank, California, where Jack was living when he died. I opened it, and inside was a clipping from a Dear Abby column. Now, for those of you who don't know, back in the day when people still read newspapers, the first thing you did was read your horoscope, then you read Dear Abby. Dear Abby was an advice columnist, and she would give helpful advice to those in need. Now, sometimes she would just post a reply, and not the letter, and it would read like, In confidence, too hopeful in Ohio, then it would be followed by her advice. Anyway, in my envelope was just a cutout clipping with her confidential reply to somebody. And it read, You are too strong to live in the past. The past is gone. Live for the future. I now believe it was sent by the woman Jack was living with. At the time, I had no idea who sent it. I didn't even know he was living with someone. But for a second, I thought maybe Jack had left it in his will to have it mailed to me upon his death. But how could that be if he never received the letter? Sadly, in the end, Jack was just an asshole who had a horrible life and won't be remembered as a loving and caring father or grandfather, but he's going to be remembered as a narcissistic, mental, physical, and sexual abuser. Thank you, Karma. So on the last episode, I asked the question, did you ever forgive your abuser? Did it help with healing? I was curious how people had forgiven their abusers and if it helped with healing. Here are a few of the interesting, honest, and sometimes raw replies I received. So again, I asked, do you think it's necessary to forgive your abuser to heal? Um, I can never forget, and they do not deserve anything from me. My forgiveness has its limits, and I will never forgive what they did. It affects me daily, even while I sleep. If it helps you, that's your choice, and good luck to you, but I'm too damaged to forgive. Uh, Let's see, this person wrote, I think it's possible to heal without forgiveness. I have not forgiven, and I have a wonderful, healthy life. Uh, Let's see, Okay, this person wrote, Forgiveness is for yourself, not for the abuser, is what I've always believed. So in my opinion, yes, 
Forgiveness doesn't mean we forget, though, and I think it's different for everyone. For me, I feel I've forgiven him because he no longer hinders my life in any way. Uh, Let's see. This might sound weird, but for me, I am a Christian, so it makes sense. You know how God has three manifestations, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Well, I think that is because different realms exist. The Son existed in the earthly realm before the Father existed in the heavenly and the Holy Spirit exists, exists everywhere in spirit. I forgive my abuser in the heavenly realms, meaning as a purely spiritual matter. I forgive knowing he is a sick man spiritually. However, in the earthly realm, it is important for me to remember who and what he is and not lose sight or forget that. So, in the earth, he is a sick man who will never be in my life again. But as a spiritual matter, I forgive him and wish the soul finds peace eventually. I don't know if it makes sense to anyone else, but it is how I have processed it. I don't care for the word forgiveness. I prefer acceptance. Accept the fact that they are what they are. Adjust your life accordingly and move on. My mother would never admit to any wrongdoing. I think a better question first is what is the definition of forgiveness? Too many people, I believe, think it's something that it's not. Once you understand it and realize it empowers you and takes away the power you had given your abuser, it is very helpful. Let's see, a couple people, I don't think so. Another one, no. Another one, I don't think so. Another one wrote, nope. Uh, Forgiveness means a lot of different things to different people. I told my abuser I forgave him, but it's the daily choice to live in the present that makes the biggest difference for me Uh, another person wrote absolutely another one wrote no not at all forgiveness may come as a byproduct of healing but it isn't the focused another person wrote depends on your faith I'm a Christian so my answer is yes Have, have I gotten there yet no not completely let's see this is a really good question I don't think you ever fully heal I think I kind of agree with her. I think the part of you just, part of you's broken forever, I think. Let's see. Absolutely not. The must forgive just put even more pressure on us, and we have tons of must and should before. For some, the forgiveness is a way for them to heal. For others, it's a way to heal, not to forgive the abusers. See, I was in a horrible place when I tried to force myself to forgive. I realize now to withhold forgiveness from them was the biggest step in truly loving myself. I feel more centered and wiser. My head isn't filled with the opinions of others. Okay. See, I forgave my abuser a long time ago. Still, whenever I see them laughing, I wish to see them suffering. I really want to see them suffering. I kind of get that. Uh, for a long time, I really want Jack to feel a lot of pain. In fact, um, when I was younger, my early 20s, um, somebody that I knew knew somebody who could take care of Jack for me. And I seriously thought about it. I thought how the world would be a much better place if Jack wasn't in it. Um, But 
you know, I didn't go through with it, obviously. I think the only reason I didn't do it is because I was afraid I'd get caught. It wasn't because I felt morally it was wrong. I think I felt I would get caught and get thrown in jail because it was against the law. But morally, I thought it was the right thing to do because of what Jack had done to to so many people, including myself. I think that people will tell you to forgive, but it isn't something that you can just switch on. Sometimes it isn't even a decision that you're capable of making. I forgave my parents. Holding on to all that anger just feels depression and makes you miserable. Once you forgive, it makes things a little easier. Right now I'm trying to forgive my dog for barking in the backyard. Okay, one last. Forgiveness is overrated and an invention of the church, and you know how they feel about abuse and abusers. Okay. So those are some of the raw emotional uh, replies that I got, and I want to thank everybody who took the time to put down their thoughts and feelings for me. So here are my thoughts. Everyone heals in their own way. There's no time limit. And forgiveness means different things to different people. Generally, however, it involves a decision to let go of resentment and the thoughts of revenge. The act that hurt or damaged you might always be with you, but forgiveness can lessen its grip on you and help free you from the control of the person who harmed you. Forgiveness can lead to feelings of understanding, empathy, and compassion for the one who abused you. Forgiveness doesn't mean forgetting or excusing the harm done to you or making up with the person who caused the harm. Forgiveness brings a kind of peace that helps you go on with life. For me personally, forgiving was the first step in healing. Forgiving not only helps you move on, it's also good for your physical health like improving sleep and lowering blood pressure. It's not easy to forgive or even accept forgiveness, but as a survivor, we came through a life-changing trauma and we are stronger for it. We are who we are today because of our history, and what I know is that because of what I experienced, I am able to understand the heart of another in a way that only those who share a history of childhood abuse can. So, of this I am certain, if I can do it, so can you. So thank you for listening to another episode of Sherapy. And if you're moved by this episode in some way, please share or leave a comment, a rating, or a voice message. I really appreciate your support. And until next time, Always remember to embrace your voice. See you, bye. You can find Sherapy with Sherry Todd in your iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, or other favorite podcast apps. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.